Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ATC Live Show. Please welcome your hosts, Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. What if we just started rapping right there? (laughs) I would freak out. Yo, we got a network. Um, (laughs) Every rap has to start with yo. Thanks for coming, uh, everybody. This is uh, yeah. This is number two. This is uh, ATC Live podcast Podcast. number two. We have an amazing lineup. You can tell by the empty chairs that it's just spread like wildfire, (laughs) like fucking wildfire. That's why we picked this room for the nice low ceiling, so you guys would sound like fucking 9,000 more people. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, we have uh, Tom Papa from Come to Papa is here. Let's hear it for Tom. That's right. Christina Pazitsky from your mom's house. Christina is here. Okay. You don't know, you'll know. Ari Shafir from the Skeptic Tank. And Bert Kreischer will be here tonight. Bert Kreischer. for Bert. But Driving like a maniac as we speak. That's to right. Make sure, he makes it. Bert said he'll be here at eight. So this is going to be funny. Like if Bert is now driving like a complete asshole, arm out window, and trying to make it here. We'll see if he actually does make it. Um, we. This is number two. So I'm not sure if you guys were able to listen to number one. Was anybody here for number one, or did you guys listen to number one? No. Go. A handful of people. Six repeat customers. <laughs> this is how you build a business. <laughs> no, we were able Dude, to... By uh, 2060, this is just going yeah, exactly. to be a this is, standing room only. This is huge for us. Thank you. <laughs> now, if three of you come to the next one, we're really going to have something. Yeah. <laughs> This is uh, we we started uh, we started this network in October of 2013, and we started with ten podcasts. There's now 50 podcasts on the network. We decided that and knew that um, see in this business that people would try to take this from us, the podcast, you know, and and any sort of new creative endeavor that comedians came out with, anybody comes out with, somebody on the business side will come in and try to cut us out of it. We actually, when we first started, I don't even think we told the story, but somebody from Texas came in and they go, they offered us 10% of our own idea. No shit. So yeah. we came up. How did they, like, uh, we were, we're going to have them build a website for us. Then they wanted to buy into what, what the potential of this could be. And their first offer was they were going to own 90% of it, and we were going to own 10 And we were like, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound idea. good. That doesn't yeah. sound like a good deal to me. So then we go back to the guy, and we were like, no, this is not – how does that make any fucking sense? And he goes, okay, 20%. And <laughs> it got down to um, – we still told him no, but he eventually offered us 50% and both of us 100 grand per year. Uh, and we still said no because. Oh, you don't. told this story because I don't Do remember it. that part. The hundred grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Apologies to people watching this at home. We did. <laughs> yeah, we um we we said no because it it just doesn't make any sense. Then people are telling us what to you know how to run this and it. Then he took make out a sense. gun and he put it on the fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we started this thing. Now we have uh, some great podcasts. I'm not sure if anybody saw that Doug Stanhope just signed up with us. So yeah, Bert Kreischer, everybody. We uh, had this great group because 
me and Bill and, and the network is you know transparent numbers, and we also told people that we would our relationships with them are more important than the business. We don't care about the business; we care about going directly to you guys and the comedy fans, and sort of eliminating all of the unnecessary assholes. All the that behind are part the music shit. So this yeah. will be a slow build, everybody. It's going to be a slow. <laughs> we're trying to do this in an honest way. <laughs> Yeah, which is uh, it puts us here, and um, we appreciate all the support, especially from the six repeat customers. <laughs> and uh, so, thank you very much for, for helping build this. We we have an amazing show. Um, we are actually it's this is on Tube Start. We is um, have we have perks for sort of helping out ATC and all things comedy. So you can actually go to Tube Start and our campaign there and get a bunch of shit in return. Um, you know, people were bidding on this stuff. It's being simulcast right now. Uh, we're trying to, again, not fuck anybody over, but now we've taken on this whole public radio sort of Hey, model. if you guys had to guess which one of us is going to crack first and just go rogue <laughs> and just become the exact fucking thing that we're fighting. Yeah. I would guess, yeah, because you look like... He looks like, you know, the left turn in the movie. Like, you could put on a lab coat and just look yeah, like that, yeah. you know, the honest scientist. Yeah. Without a doubt. one day he takes those glasses off. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's going to fucking happen. <laughs> he ran away with all the money. That's I, right. Did I tell you I almost ran over somebody on a bicycle today? On no. fucking purpose? <laughs> oh, so fucking annoying. They just they ride they ride out in the fucking road now. In the middle of the road. Right out in the road. Then they feel because they painted a bicycle on the street that they now can do this, which they can. And it gets annoying. You hear me? Well, I'm in a hybrid. But you can hear me. It's 40 miles an hour. Move over. This guy, he had this big fucking ass. He was a fat dude. He was wearing like uh, Tour de France shorts. Yeah, biker shorts. And they were white. So it was this big white ass was in front of me. Dude, the temptation. Well, you know in NASCAR a, when you just yeah, bump somebody's just bumper them and you send bit. them going? Yeah. I was just yeah, going to yeah, just yeah, inch yeah. up on his back tire. <laughs> just watch him. And just Don't kill him, but fuck him up a little bit. Just to I'm remind so him. That, so um, I had a lady do that to me. I think I was coming down, Virgil, and she was right in the middle. And then she would stop. We'd come to a stoplight, and she'd just get right in there and block me. She should, I wanted her to pull to the side, and I wanted her to be able to take the pole position and then advance past her. But she was purposely just staying right in the middle. And I gave her a nice little, a little honk, just like a hey, peep, a peep. peep. Fucking peep, yeah. <laughs> if you will, and she just turned Honk to me. Honk, you're a douche. Peep, you. Hey, 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 hi. I'm here. Not trying hi, to be a lady. And she, she just turned to me and with a big. She, she got it all the time. So she just turned to me in her way, like kill me with kindness, and she just waved at me, and that made me angrier. And then um, I, I did rev past her. But the, uh, the shitty thing about that is that you do get stuck in traffic. And then eventually I look up, and she was three blocks ahead of me. So ultimately, because she can, she, she can be a car when she wants to, but then she can just cut. She's on the sidewalk at some points, and I. Oh yeah, no, they, don't, they don't obey the rules of the road. Whatsoever, but you're. But what the worst part is, is, is if you hit one, hit one like they're not even human. <laughs> <laughs> you hit one of these fucking people, you're 100% liable, dis- despite the fact the way they're riding around. Yeah. Oh, we start selling a couple of cra- like old people right now. Yeah. <laughs> like the two old men in the new Taco actually, Bell breakfast commercials. <laughs> a waffle. Right. Dude, the level of the level oh, waffle taco. The level of road rage that I have, I'm actually 
like I talk about LA like it's alive. That's how angry I get. Like I saw, I was cruising, everything was going great. Then there was just that one little construction sign, and everything just ground down t- to a halt. So I'm like, I know I'm going to cut this way and go up and go around and blah blah blah. And I made the right and I make the the made the left and I make the right. And as I'm driving up, it's a fucking dead end. So I can't do it. And I started screaming, "How does it know?" <laughs> it's like. <laughs> No, it's like it's L.A. Alive. just knows. It, ju- it knows what you're trying to do. And it's like, yeah, it's going to work. It's going to work. And go fuck yourself. Oh, it's worse. It ended up taking me longer. Screamed at. Yeah, because ultimately when In you see... In a Chrysler 200, by the way. Really? Why are you always driving uh, different... What's wrong with your car? I, you ha- I have water damage in my house. So I have, I have a nice old truck that I drive. And uh, they... It's a long story. They have to bring the fucking tools in through the garage. I didn't want them to scratch it up, so I, I had to put it in storage. So now I just have a different rental car each week. And this week I got the Chrysler 200. I didn't know that they made that. I thought that was only the 300. But the 200, no, dude. 300, if you, if you have the air conditioning on three quarters, and after you scream, how does it know? And you punch the gas, like you will redline. Like it's going, it's going, it's going <laughs> like 11 miles an hour at like 8,000 RPMs. It's like, ah! And you're not going anywhere. But the AC is great. AC is great. Like, that is the priority, I guess, for a Chrysler 200. I don't need to get anywhere. I just want to be cool. Like, so of all the rental cars you have, you had, I know you were driving that uh, Lexus. You liked that? You kept that around for I a while. I only had that for – I got upgraded to the Lexus. Uh, and I had that for like two, three days. But that was the, great. There's I felt no like I ran that, a that, company or something. That the Lexus, it was the E Class, is the quintessential like an old lady car. Just like for like that. It's oh, sedan! Old, I love it. Yeah, it's the but the most comfortable. That's when you start, and that's another thing you realize when you get old. When I got a Buick as a rental car, and I was on the road. I was like. This is fucking great. It's like a couch, and you're like, oh, yeah. At some point, you just don't give a fuck how it looks, and you're like, this is so comfortable. No, the four-door sedan, the older you get, is the shit. Like, they got ones you just turn the key, and it remembers, like, where you had it adjusted, and everything just moves. You're just sitting still, and the steering wheel's coming to you, and your seat's coming, and you're like, oh, I don't have to do anything. This is great. Oh, you probably, you think you fall asleep more in a fucking sedan just with that, just sort of that so bouncing smooth. down the road? I, I love a fucking Buick. I really do. I can't get enough of I'd one. I'd like to drive a Buick into somebody on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I really would. Can you imagine if I actually hit somebody? They'll use that. Yeah, Exhibit A. <laughs> I'd like to drive as I'm drinking a beer. That's what I'd like to do. <laughs> Let's bring on our first guest. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him from the Come to Papa podcast, and he's our good friend. Big round of applause for Tom Papa, ladies and gentlemen. Let him hear it. Hey, Tommy. How are you? Tom Papa, everybody. America's own. That's right, baby. So all, all, all the stuff that you see here, and Tom brought out this flag, and we'll explain to you what. So we asked everybody to bring something that he, we, he can sign. It's from his house that you can bid on or that Tom you can own. Tom has waved this in his front yard. Yeah, exactly. This was last minute. Uh, <laughs> we just grab anything in the garage well, or what I, happened? Yeah, I was in the car, and I went, oh, shit, the thing. I forgot the thing. And uh, I just hit. I didn't want to go back inside because my wife was in there with uh, the whole family, and I already said goodbye. And once you're out, you don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
So I'm like, there's the garage. So I hit the garage door opener, and the uh, thing opens up. I go in there, and I look it around. And, uh, <laughs> and this hangs. Uh, I have, like, a shelf in the garage. Like, if this is the garage, and then there's a shelf, and this hangs here. And uh, I see the flag. I'm like, oh, it's, but it's my flag. It's like it hangs, and then behind it, you it's hide like all dad's secrets. Oh, really? Yeah, like you don't go behind the flag, daddy. No, you can get hurt. You get hurt behind there. And they think there's like this glass or like a chainsaw constantly running or something. What do you got? Some uh, old wheeze? So uh, I got weed. I got weed in a little cup. Oh, I said wheeze. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's got Paulie Shore back there. <laughs> yeah, Paulie Shore is there. And. Uh, no, I got. I have. Uh, I have weed. I have weed, and um, and the, the fridge is there. So there's uh, there's uh, beer and stuff, and then uh, there's also meat. My whole family's vegetarian, so there's meat. Secret meat. So a lot of times, this is. I know it sounds pathetic and sad. Like <laughs> I literally stand there, and the like the from where it hangs to where the action is, <laughs> is uh, is this, it's it's like this. It's literally two and a half feet. Well, that's what so I, then I, I just stand there. Like this. <laughs> and the flag is like here. <laughs> and I do whatever I got to do to be happy. <laughs> and I'm wait. telling you, as pathetic as it's that like sounds. Like in a crowded subway. Yeah. <laughs> Standing up, smoking weed, eating meat. <laughs> I used to have dreams. <laughs> and uh, I have to tell you, laugh if you will. It is the happiest place on earth. It's the ha- and so I see the flag, and I'm like, I can't, I can't. It's your bring- cover. I don't even know these people. I'm gonna give them my flag. It's ridiculous. And uh, I looked, and I was like running out of time. And I see a bicycle, a little pink bicycle. I was gonna grab that. I'm like, that'll be funny. I'll come in with a bicycle, and my. And then I realized that it's her only bicycle. <laughs> it's, it's a little tiny kid's bike, and I thought there were two. I can't right. just take her one bike. So I said, screw that. Then I saw some golf shit, and I'm anti-golf now. I golf for like one year, and uh, every guy... It's a giant I, waste of time. I, I don't thank, see how thank anybody... God, thank God you it's guys so that. It's so bad. And, 80, and you, you, don't, you golf with other people who you don't know. You just you show up, and they're like, hey, we're putting you with those two. And you're like, okay. And I have 80% of those people start off the day with like a racist joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, I gotta spend five hours with this douchebag, and he thinks I'm on his team, and I'm gonna go along with it because I'm not gonna debate it for four hours. I'm just gonna hang. So I said no to golf. So I saw some golf shit. I was gonna bring that. I'm like, no. And then when I'm scrambling around the golf stuff, I saw a fresh flag, a brand new flag, and uh, I'm like, oh, I forgot I bought this. So that flag is gonna go in your backup door, and then you get. And then I'm going to put up for auction this one, which, is, which was my flag for eight years in that place. And it looks literally like you, I took it off a soldier in the Civil War. <laughs> it's, got, it's got, like, real bodily fluids on it. This, all, this, all this brown is I was me sweating <laughs> in Studio City, getting I'm high. trying to look for the, the streaks of your tears <laughs> when you're standing there. Those are tears of joy, my friend. Uh, I used to love turkey. <laughs> little avocado, that's a vegetable. Or is that a fruit? I don't even fucking know. 
So what would be scarier for your daughter to one of them to find her stash, but instead of getting into your weeds, I'm just getting into your meat and you find her? <laughs> <laughs> well, up. one of them, well, that kind of happened. Like one of them like, came out and, when she was little and I snuck her some. And, Who decided uh, that the kids wouldn't have meat? I don't understand. My wife. My, my wife. She's but, a vegetarian. Oh, she, and she'll swear to you. You guys know her. You, she'll swear to you that she... Uh, that it just happened and the kids decided themselves <laughs> and every book that they read like as kids like she'd be on the couch with the kids and she'd be like oh and, and then the Mr. Piggy came in there'd be like a pig with a bow tie and shoes and a vest and be like hi and she, I'd hear her say and daddy eats those sometimes <laughs> the kids were horrified so she made them into vegetarians, and, uh, but I snuck meat to the little one, and uh, something my wife doesn't really know, she's really strong, the little one's strong, she's like really strong, you know, little, she's like solid. Oh, she fucking threw me against the wall. <laughs> and uh, when I met my wife, I was a vegetarian for like a beat when I met her, and, uh, and I realized she was a vegetarian, so I stayed vegetarian so we could still sleep with each other. And then uh, she came in and she was... Uh, Ovulating, it was time to try and have sex for a baby, and uh, she came into Vegas, and I was there with my friends doing shows, and I had the biggest steak the night before she came in, and just like oh, I couldn't even sleep. I had first time I had like that much protein in my body in like two years, and I was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like waiting for her to get off the plane, and like threw her on the bed, and, and that's how we made that daughter. Oh, <laughs> meat baby. Yeah, so See she's, that? she's got. Yeah. <laughs> She's got protein. And uh, so I snuck her turkey in the garage when she came and busted me one day. And I was like, hey, yeah. When she was little, I'm like, well, screw her. She can tell stories about me. And I was like, this one. So to this day, now she's like nine. And she's like, I'm a vegetarian. And I'm like, what about turkey? Well, I eat that. <laughs> so she eats turkey. So that's the only one in my house. It's all girls. I have no. I, last night I was watching the Yankees. And I was like. I watched that game with the Tigers, right? Yeah. And I was like. My daughters are just, they're so not into it. And my wife's not into it. And I'm just like, you know, I said, I thought one of you guys, I thought one of you would have been like into the Yankees just because you love me. And my daughter's like, yeah, you should have had a boy. So I'm alone. There should be a service where you get to and you just uh, lease a little boy uh, to come over and enjoy, and he'll pretend to enjoy all your shit. That would be and, fun. yeah. yeah. We could just That's a good a mimic, kid. so he'll imitate your walk. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> he goes on to get you a beer or something. Yeah, go get me a beer, Felipe. And, uh, but it always ends with some sad moment. That, there's no way that was three hours already. <laughs> See you next weekend. <laughs> he packs up your money in a little, his little kid briefcase. <laughs> All right, um, it, you did, I invoiced you for the last visit uh, when we went to the park to throw that ball, and um, I'm not sure if you, I know you're going through a different uh, business manager, but if you could, uh, I hate to bring this up during uh, the time that you've paid, but it is yeah. it is long overdue. <laughs> I hate to bring it up during the playoffs, but <laughs> no, it would be good. They don't, uh, they're not into anything that I do. I thought I had hope with the little protein one, the little one. I thought I had her. 
But now it's all starting to change. But there was, I remember a Wonder Years episode where Fred Savage, he, they, he had a girlfriend for the first time. He goes over her house. I'm not sure if any, we're very old. And uh, they, he goes over a girl-dominated household, and everyone's polite at the table. And then the dad is just this broken man who doesn't talk. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes back to his house for the comparison, and they're just savages, and they're grabbing meat. And, and you know, everyone's fighting for the chicken and shit like that. Yeah. And he can't tell which one he prefers. Uh, because, But do you feel like that's what your household has become? Like you yeah, are that you're outnumbered, and now... It wasn't when they were smaller because they kind of do all weird shit anyway. They're back and forth. and But now that they're getting a little older and they're turning into women. Ladies. Now it's, yeah, now I'm, I really feel like, why do I live there? <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend, uh, not a friend, I met a guy that was doing shows in uh, Washington last month and he came up to me and he said he has the same situation but he's got even more he's got like two more girls and he says sometimes he'll be there and they're all fighting about nails and their hair and who's in the bathroom and it's all it's just too much female stuff and he says every once in a while he'll just stand up in the middle of the living room and yell monster truck <laughs> <laughs> and everybody knows that's the signal to like to give him give the man some room <laughs> But I'm kind of embracing it, too. Like, I'm taking... I'm definitely like, well, you know what? I'm going to just be more man to offset it. You're not into me even trying to be kind of like a chick to hang out with you. Like, I'm, you know, for a while I was like, yeah, I'll watch that show. And, yeah, I like flowers on my shirts. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that they're, they're, they're not... They didn't even meet me halfway. So I'm like, well, screw it. And literally today, my daughter was making cupcakes, and they're putting sprinkles on and stuff. And I reached into the uh, refrigerator, got out some orange juice, started drinking it from the carton. Good. I'm not making this up. I started drinking from the carton, and they all went, ew, he's drinking from the carton. And then I just farted. <laughs> I was like, deal with it. <laughs> Oh, you reclaim some territory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're similar in that we wanted to both get off the road. Like I was commuting back and forth, and then uh, to New York. I left my family in L.A. and um, Tom was splitting time between New York and L.A. And so we're just uh, as comics with families. You're on the road constantly, and so I came back to L.A. full-time, and we had this similar experience of trying to reintegrate ourselves to the household. So uh, they already had shit that they did without <laughs> me there. So I would like uh, show up and I'm like, all right, what do you guys want to do tonight? And they'd look at me like, it's movie night. Dad. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> gone for every fucking movie night. I didn't know it was movie night. We don't do things this way. And so now it's like a guy coming home from prison. You know, it's like he's got to reintroduce himself to society like that. It's Morgan Freeman with a noose. I uh, just stand there. Just with Al was here. <laughs> yeah. But you realize, like, when you're on the road, like, I'll, you know, you. Comedians that don't have families will take the flight home. Like, your last show is usually on Saturday night. You're late. You get back to your room. It's like 2 if you're not drinking. You just get back around 2. And 
if you're a normal comic without a without a family, you take the six eight six p.m. flight. One p.m. You sleep you, in. Yeah, you yeah. Sleep. You sleep in. You take your time. You get home whenever you get home. When you have a family, you book the first flight out, regardless. We've never and talked then you about deal this. with the consequences. Yeah, that's so true. So you go, you get what's up the at, first flight? Six a.m. and you're on that. So again, four hours sleep. You get a car to pick you up. Whatever. And car comes at four. Yeah, you're going to bed at two. Car comes at four, and you're on your way back to the air, and you bust ass. And you're just kicking. You're just so depleted after just talking on stage for hours. For Morning the radio week. on Friday. It really just sucks the fucking life out of you. <laughs> and uh, then you come home. I can finish the exact same experience. Yeah, take it. You come home and your wife, who's been with the kids the entire week, is so fed up with them that they just all jump all over you. And they, she goes, here, take them. And she's pissed <laughs> because she thinks you're out having fun. And that was one of the tricks I had early on that I think my wife ended up listening to a podcast where I said it was my <laughs> thing. But I always would tell her what a horrible time I was having on the road and how this, you know, the, the, the feature act is, you know, he's starting to sound like me at the end of the week. And, and uh, I'm like, I, I, every little thing that I could make up that was terrible, the hotel room, and there's a waitress with a lazy eye. And I, like, all of this shit that I would just concoct just so she would know that I wasn't having a good time or think that I wasn't having a good time so she wouldn't beat me up. So badly when I showed up on Sunday morning, <laughs> um, but it's tough. I, and then everybody comes at you. Yeah. yeah, and then, or then, even worse than that is when you burst in the door and they don't even care that you're there. <laughs> you're just like, I just killed myself, and they're like, Yeah, so what? Now things are a little worse. Yeah. It's not got two people tell me what to do. The greatest, the greatest uh, example of that family stuff of dealing with all that stuff and having your wife think how miserable you were. My our good friend, the late great uh, Greg Giraldo, the whole time he was on the road, he had his wife convinced that he had to do Sunday morning radio. <laughs> no, There's kidding? not even a show left to promote. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> so he'd be, I'd be home earlier, but I got to do the radio. Oh my god! <laughs> I always take I take one of the early ones. I don't take the six a.m. one, but I definitely take the early one. I Wait till you have a kid. In general, though, you want to get the fuck out of there. I always, found, I always felt something you unbelievably do. like depressing after the, the last show Saturday night. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like, okay, it's over. It's over. Yeah. I want to get out of here. You I don't want to go back to my stuff. I got yeah, Everybody went back to their lives. And you just go back to the hotel room and it's all fucking quiet. You're just like, yeah, I, I got to get out of here. This is awful. <laughs> yeah. um, and there yeah. was nothing worse than having to stay on sun to Sunday. You, you have to stay for oh. another 24 hours just to do one more 50-minute set. <laughs> And then, and then feel that feeling again after you'd already felt it was over. It's like, no, 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 hang around for a whole other fucking day. <laughs> and then, hey, yeah. why'd the chicken cross the road? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then you're like, eh. <laughs> well, the worst was the Sunday shows because everybody that was ha- in the hotel to have a good time would check out Sunday. And then you'd be the only guy left in the hotel. It was you and the housekeeping. And they're looking at you like, you don't have a life either. <laughs> <laughs> I always get weirdly depressed when I'm the last comic from the show to leave. 
yeah. on the flight. Like if you're doing like a comedy festival, and when you're flying out, oh, first thing, first thing, I'm like, I don't leave till one, and I'm just <laughs> I'm all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I always hated that feeling. I want to be one of the first people. It's like being the last let's, uh, person at the party. I got to tell you guys a quick story because it's something that happened to me in Jacksonville. I'll never go back. Did you, you ever played the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville? I was just going to love it. I was gonna, any, any love st- that fucking room. <laughs> Are you serious? You already asked me this. I fucking love it's, that room. It's at a Ramada, and they make you stay in the room that everyone stays in week after week. Uh, that they call. They a sent me up there. I didn't stay there. I was like, the I can't stay room. there. I'll pay for my own room. Yeah, the oh, comedy room, the, the hotel room stinks. Because you know yes. everybody's masturbating in the same spot. <laughs> I'm going to tell that story. Let's uh, bring out our yeah, next gotta... comic, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, your mom's house. With her husband, Tom Segura. A very funny podcast on ATC from the very beginning. Big round of applause for Christina Pazitsky, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it. Hi. Hey. How are you? Great. Um, you're talking about... The uh, Jacksonville yeah. comedy <laughs> zone. <laughs> Funny, I, I got the fallout week for, uh, oh, Tom Green. I got his fallout week. And Tom that, that Green is, has a fallout week? Yeah, and I got oh, them. Wow. And I do Sunday shows still, so that's how fucking depressed I am. Well, and, so uh, the fact that you get, let me just oh, tell you real quick. It's the worst place uh, on so earth. So Tom Green and uh, Steve-O <laughs> and Screech from Saved by the Bell and Skippy from Family Ties and all these people. I ha- Wait. I, you, you haven't I, made one up yet. Yeah. These so are all real. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom Green's fun. Tom Green's funny. He's great. Yeah. I like him a lot. Come on. He's a great guy, too. Stand I, I, I like just, him. Just, just, just thumb through a, and flip through a, uh, I gotta stick a up Showtime to special and it was all him talking about just bringing up references to Freddy Got Fingered and I people like going movie. clapping like at him saying lines yeah, from the movie. Bullshit. I don't know. You didn't watch the whole album. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you watched it for fucking two seconds. He said what he had to say so they'd shut the fuck up so he'd do his hour. His fucking thing on Facebook. No. That thing? Yeah, see, you didn't see right. it. So yeah, didn't you didn't really watch it. Fine. Watch it. I'll give it another didn't chance watch based on he's that. He's just so, a grumpy married guy who's going to take the first flight out on no. Sunday. So now he's going to take the piss out of Steve-O and fucking Tom Green. Good for them. I think it's probably somewhere in between. I, don't, I could see Tom probably doing some stuff to please his fans, but I doubt he gets really deep at any point. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he yeah. gets some funny shit. I'm probably in somewhere in the middle. Look, so anyway, I mean, I, can't you say that about all of us? <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Yeah. So I, anyway, I'm here doing a show, doing the Meltdown show, and I have this line in my act, and I bring all those guys up, and I, I and how I used to get angry about stand-up comedy, how I used to, uh, how I um, oh. get angry about stand-up comedy, and I say I hate to think that what I think is my life's calling is somebody else's last resort. And I bring up all those guys, and somebody says, "Hey, Steve O is at the uh, Improv," great. and I go, "No shit." And so I, uh, <laughs> being the crazy person that I am, I drive over there, ask to get on, and then I say, hey, why don't you put me up right after Steve-O? And so then I go, oh, my <laughs> God, Al, what is wrong with you? It's Sicilian blood in you. It's, I know. Fucking- <laughs> it's true. I, I really go the asking for it. Vengeance factor. And so um, I go up, and he's like his closer as he staples his, ball- staples his balls yes. to his leg and it hits himself in the face with a hammer and squeeze, uh, whatever. And he's taking up gigs at comedy clubs. And what do you fucking- close with? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I staple it to the other leg. And so anyway. Anyway, I say the line, it gets an applause break, and now I've got to walk. I go, you guys just saw fucking Steve-O. 
like that. And I go, how do you think it makes us feel? That so, you know, when I do the line, and then I walk by him, and he's just there looking at me. And uh, I just look at him, and I go, eh. <laughs> I go, hmm. I go, I did it. I go, just so you know how the rest of us feel. <laughs> like I'm the spokesperson why, for the yeah, Why are you speaking for everybody else? <laughs> I met him. He's a great guy. Good yeah. If he can make money doing that. Anyway. That went to clown college. Yeah, That's some of the greatest. Yeah, how do you not get fucking 20 great minutes out of that? <laughs> Give the guy a fucking chance. How many laughs has he given you on jackass? You come in there. Anyway. This guy's trying blunt. to go a different direction in his career. And I'm here to shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. He's Absolutely. going rogue. In this company, he's going rogue. Behind those innocent glasses. There's a man that somewhere was wronged in his childhood. And somebody is going to pay. The, the, way all, the first time I met Al, I didn't know him at all. I was at the Laugh Factory. And he was sitting in the back watching some comic. And uh, he just seems like so cute and glasses and just hanging out back. That's what he does, too, with his head. He's got like a head. little smile. Yeah. He, he does and, that. Uh, and, the, and I'm sitting there with him. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, we're watching this comedian, and he's doing stuff, and the comedian walks off, and Al goes to him, hey, man, that was really funny. He goes, like, hey, thanks a lot. He goes, yeah, you, you know, imagine how good you'd be if you actually wrote some jokes. <laughs> I slowly walked away from him. I'm like, <laughs> it was funny when the first, for the first times I met you, you shit on that guy who was hosting... He was being an asshole. This he guy was, was being on, an asshole. He was being an asshole. He was on some sort of ego trip so, where uh, it was his show. You were supposed to check in with him. And I Al, did check in. Al, well, he said you did. I'm not saying you did or didn't. Relax. relax. Can I tell this story real quick? Just relax. All right. All right. So he fucking, because he's being a dick, he goes, you know, comics, you got to uh, check in with me before you come up. Uh, this next guy, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. His fucking name is Al. <laughs> Please, please welcome Al Madrigal. So Al walks up and just fucking doesn't even address the crowd and proceeds to rip this guy a new <laughs> asshole so for like fucking four of the most uncomfortable minutes. I've it was awesome. <laughs> he wasn't. He was like even kind of almost like off the mic. He was just like, "The fuck do you mean? My name is Al. You fucking egomaniac. Fucking jerk off. This whole fucking show standing up here like I give a fuck." And the crowd sitting there was like watching like parents fight, but you're not in the. So they're like, all of a sudden, you're in their car. Like, right, we just want to get out. And I immediately was, I was like, I fucking love this guy. I love this guy. Dude. And then the best part about that is he came up afterwards. He goes, oh, that's just a, that's just a bit that me and Al do. And I'm off stage. And I go, no, it's not. Fuck you. <laughs> do you know the story? I didn't even know you. And I heard a great story about you. And I liked you before I met you because... I heard that Joel McHale was at the Hollywood Improv. <laughs> and, All right, now this is going to ruin my career. Ozone. Uh, <laughs> he controls and, everything. Well, okay, I mean, okay, well, yeah. Well, whatever. All right, but here's the thing. Okay, but he did. I guess he didn't have a good set, and uh, you went up, you went up, you went up after him, and you were like, "Huh? I bet you guys thought the guy from the soup would be funny, huh?" <laughs> best part uh to me this is the best part i love giving people shit I, 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 he's an assassin he's a comedy face. assassin 
No, Al has his list of people who should be doing stand-up and those who shouldn't. So I you get on why. this wrong list. My wife hates this about me so much. She just looks at me and whenever she's at it. Now she refuses to come into any show. And she goes, why? And when she was, why did you talk to that audience member like that? Why? People hate you. What? You're so unlikable. Uh, <laughs> I love how she uses the industry. So unlikable. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this Jackson. So I show up to Jacksonville and I see Ugh. on the calendar coming up <laughs> that it's Steve-O. And I know that I'm fucked. Like, uh, like he's and so and, and especially when what the fuck is going on? Yeah, no, it's my. It's the nerds upstairs. Yeah. Right? So I know that he's the week before me. But they put all the comics in the same room, the hotel room. You're in the yes. Mandarin suite. Yeah. And it's this old, decrepit Ramada. Wait, and they give you the fruit plate. Did you get the fruit plate on check-in? I know. Oh, well, I did. Uh, <laughs> Tom, Green did. Tom Green did. Tom Green did. So I show up, and I know that Steve O has rubbed his dick and balls <laughs> and asshole on every single thing in that room. And I'm a germaphobe that doesn't want... Because when I showed up at my first set, the bartender goes, Hey, Steve O's got a message for you. Go fuck yourself. And I was like, oh, yeah, I pretty much had that coming. And uh, then go into this room that everyone has to stay at. And so I asked to be put in a different room, and they're way worse. And they say, trust me at the desk. You want to be in the Mandarin suite. <laughs> and so, and you saw this room and refused to say that. That makes me feel better. So then I just remember it was brown. Yeah. Everything was brown. It's disgusting. Brown carpet, brown walls. Table, the whole I still thing. have pictures. I took pictures of all of the bugs in the room oh. and sent that to the front desk at the end oh. of the thing. So I went and I decided that I was going to go to Target. I walked to Target across the street. I bought a queen size air mattress and a pump. Uh, I bought a, a blanket that my kids still use. And I um, knew we'd always use the, the queen size mattress for guests. I was going to get multiple. I moved the love seat out of the way because I knew that when I pushed it up against the window and I slept like an animal <laughs> on this uh, and I knew that I was never ever going to Florida nope. again uh, I, that was what kept me going I was never going to go to Florida again I'm never if anybody's listening in Florida and I don't think anybody really cares based on my attendance that weekend uh, but uh, I really am never going I, I'm just so disappointed Wait, with every single Tampa oh, so and yeah, fucking so Jacksonville uh, and Miami oh, that Coconut Grove Im- uh, what? No. you know what it's great about Why Florida. Silencers are legal. I went to a gun range <laughs> with Verzi, and we're sitting there shooting these. Gu- we were looking. You, you fucking show up, and they got these silencers in this th- in this case, like cell phones. Like I couldn't believe you can buy a fucking silencer. They go, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so we're in there, we're shooting, and then this guy comes in, one of these psychos who's just not a psycho. Just I think he's a psycho because he's got all these fucking guns. He comes in. It's like he went into a bakery. He's at a gun range, right? So. He f- Opens it and he literally has he has got like every fucking gun he had like a fifty caliber some shit he couldn't even shoot it in there because it would go through the wall and then he just kind of looks at us he goes oh Verzi and Burr he goes I'm going to your show tonight I go oh that's great I go is that a silencer on that gun he goes yeah and you're shooting it so I'm like ah it's fucking awesome so I put it up there I got to shoot a uh, gun with the silencer it doesn't make that that toot, toot, doesn't make that noise it sounds more like a clink like, like uh, Scorsese's the only one who ever got it right. When uh, Sam Jackson 
gets gets killed. That's what the fuck it sounds like, if you remember that. Why did I take it to that place? No, I don't know. Because <laughs> he brought up Jacksonville. I did that. I went to a Jacksonville uh, Jags game. See what happens if you don't take the first flight out. <laughs> no, I did all of that. I, I, had a, I had a great fucking time. Those... <laughs> I just had a. I love a. I, I loved it. Come I back a, in the I, Mandarin. <laughs> no, no. I, I stayed somewhere else, dude. You don't stay at the comedy condo. The I didn't know. Cure they, for fucking AIDS is under the bed. It's in the rug. There's, there's some sort of fucking all the shit that's in that. I never did. My thing. My my guy was whenever I was on the road when I was coming up. Stanhope was coming up, and I swear to God, every fucking club I did, he was there the week before and did something. Did something and then wiped his dick on the curtain. Something uh, fucking nuts. It was uh, I don't know. I probably should have told that joke, but God knows he's probably told them all on, on stage. Or worst whatever. one I ever he, heard. He was, was the guy. Like I, I was, and I loved. Yeah, but they didn't say I have no comedy condo. That's the one thing I have in my contract. But it's a hotel room, it's, and the comedian right stays Listen, in the hotel room. Yeah, right there. You're a, going to Jacksonville, lie. okay? Yeah, you get. You really you're going to complain? <laughs> I should have. What are you going to bitch about the fucking? The room they have in Dayton? I mean... No, it's true. I, when I went to... Uh, there's this gig in Marco Island. That, uh, yes, yeah. I was just talking about that. Yeah. It's the worst and, one and, ever, And I too. let people heckle because it's at a place called Captain Brian's Off the Hook Comedy Club. you got to let people tell. And it's uh, a fish restaurant and people would just be sitting there eating full yes. cod dinners cracking in front of you. crabs. And then cracking crabs with bibs and they would heckle and I would let every single person person there heckle. I'd let everyone heckle. And I wouldn't do anything because I was the asshole working the fish restaurant. And, and I, know where, I know where I am, but I just was so disappointed like uh, in myself for allowing it to happen that I... I well, you just get heckled right. going like, you're right. You're absolutely yeah, you're right. right. Sorry. I agree with you, sir. More yeah. of that. More yeah. of that. Yeah, I would. And the guy, you had to call him the captain, right? That was the rule? Yes. He is a real captain. He, he has, has a certification him. in the green room. <laughs> and then he tells oh, you about shit. the different fishes and the problems with the farming. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but, but you're not on his ship, so <laughs> I, would, I would find out his first name and just call him that the whole week. <laughs> Rachel. Sean. <laughs> I had to call uh, Rachel Feinstein. You know, she's a great comedian out of New York. She called me like she was in suicide watch because she was playing at that club, <laughs> oh and she's God. like, "I have to call him the captain." He said, "We're not on a boat." And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we just had to talk her down all weekend. It's closed, by the way. It, it just shut God. down. Just Thank shut God. down. Death to them. It's the worst. Death to the. Because you captain. know what? At once, everyone would go just yeah. once. Yeah. <laughs> right. They no ran out of comedians. Yeah, they ran. They ran through every comic. <laughs> yeah, but you had to know by the name. You had to know what you were walking into. Come on. At, at some point, you just no. you're so happy to get the gigs that like yeah. so. Uh, Your mean, agent's like, it's going to be great. You're yeah, going to love it. it. Well, and okay. I always say we do subsidized vacation. So my wife looked, yes. and I flew everybody out, and then we found a Marriott nearby with a water slide. And that's all my kids care about is a water slide. <laughs> so daddy had to leave and just go oh. and pay for the vacation. Oh. And that's what it was. Dude, they didn't stop and see where you, they didn't no, drop you off. No, no, oh, that no. That would have been sad. Yeah. <laughs> just I, looking through the window and all these people <laughs> eating and you're on stage. Daddy does what? <laughs> <laughs> I had a experience. I brought... I brought my kids on the road for the first time a, a couple <laughs> years ago to Rochester, New York, to do a gig, and I wanted to practice for this one-hour special I was doing. So I did a place called The Comedy Club attached to a bar called Daisy Dukes. 
and they checked me into a nicest hotel in town. It was a holi- room too. A Holiday Inn. Tattoo guy. Joe yeah, T. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, <laughs> ho- we do all the same. Yeah. Uh, holiday Inn and Suites. And my daughter, who's uh, seven years old, and this is how like spoiled they become. Opens up the curtains and she looks to me. And she's a seven year old. She looks at me, hands on hips. She goes, "Why am I looking at the parking lot?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I go, "Cause you're on the road, baby." Uh, I go, "You're on the road. We're gonna go fight a businessman for a pancake tomorrow morning." And <laughs> she's like, <laughs> "This is why you missed my concert." <laughs> yeah. When you do daddy's working, this daddy's is the working. shit that you do. Why'd you bring them to Rochester? Just because they were in New York for the summer while I was doing Taylor. We just went up get to Niagara of- Falls. Like I was trying to spend time with them no, and do work. You can't put those two together. Mm-hmm. You can't. Family life and, and the road should never mix. And, yeah, they should never, ever. All right. I'm learning a mix. lot. I really am. I just. I don't yeah. Know. It's just. It's. It's. Uh, you have to keep up the illusion. It's like, you know, like De Niro used to, like, he'd never do interviews. He would never do a single interview. And everyone was like, he's the coolest. And Midnight Run. And Godfather, he's just a mystery. And what's he really like? And no interviews. And it's this mystique. That's how your kids look at you when you go on the road. He's <laughs> a show business. He does that stuff. He's in show business. And then De Niro started doing a ton of interviews. And now everyone's like, he's kind of retarded. (laughs) (laughs) He's just whoring himself out to pay for restaurants. (laughs) Fuck this guy. That's what your kids look at you like after you go to Rochester. Uh, We should take a break now. Uh, We'll be right back uh, with uh, some more comics. A big round of applause for Tom Papa and Christina Pazuzu, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Come to Papa... Hilarious show. Your mom's house, hilarious show. Uh, watch it, listen to them on All Things Comedy. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Appreciate you thank coming you out. Thank you for having uh, that's us. That's awesome. Um, and uh, let's, uh, we'll switch out. We'll, we're going to bring out some other comics and uh, talk to you more about ATC real quick. Again, uh, you can watch this on TubeStart. You can bid on all this shit. There's actually All Things Comedy merchandise that we have up for the very first time. Uh, you buy that stuff and and uh, you can help uh, support what we're doing. So uh, yeah, this is um, thanks again. All right, one more time for uh, Tom Papa and Christina. Let them hear it. All right, yeah, now you guys walk leave? away. Leave yeah. Hi. We're off the show now. That's yeah. it. Yeah, we're done. Right. Thank you guys. That was really fun. Thanks guys. Thank you. Do I take my flag with me? No, you leave your flag. Someone's going to pay a lot of money for that flag. You're, I'm going to have you sign it and put. Meat and weed hider. Do we have uh, uh, Tom? Do you see? Uh, is Ari back there? Yes, he is. I saw him peeking All right. through. All right, ladies and gentlemen from the Skeptic Tank, uh, big round of applause for the very funny Ari Shafir, ladies and gentlemen. Let's bring him out. Hey, bro. What's up, Ari? Bert's not here yet, so. All right. So you know well. what? You're gonna have to do the work of two comedians. All right, I'll just straddle it. You know what? Yeah, just sit on both both chairs. We were talking about me uh, earlier snapping on other comics and um, being uh, self-appointed comedy police, and then also taking some of that shit. <laughs> You've seen a lot of that. Brody was hosting at the comedy store one, at the uh, improv once, and some guys like he was like, "What do you want for your credit?" And the guy's like, "Comedy store regular." And he goes, "Is that true?" Because I've been there and I haven't seen you there, so I won't say it, but it's not true. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, no. 
Ari, <laughs> we've told this uh, a couple times during live shows, but Ari added, we were, this is when, it's like, what, it's got to be like eight years ago now. We were down in La Jolla at the comedy store. You probably never heard this. And uh, I get, so we went over some kids' house. It's me, Steve Renazizi. You're from an animal. The, the That's your problem, is you're an animal. Yeah. And, um, he looks at me, and he used to do any excuse uh, to do this to people, but I took a gravity bong hit. I'm as fucked up as I could possibly be. <laughs> Ari sees this, and full hand opens, sla- slaps me across the face as hard as he fucking can. He was so out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped you good. Yeah, he got me really fucking good. And then inside, though, I was totally aware of what happened. And inside, I'm going, he will pay for this. No one fucking slaps me. You fuck, I will fucking kill you. And so, <laughs> so I, as drunk and, and fucked up as I was, I set an alarm to wake myself up at 4 a.m. So I knew going You don't bit. fuck with Al Madrigal. <laughs> It's he's just like, like the, diabolical. He's the Terminator. He just you can't kill him. He's just gonna keep coming. <laughs> no one's fighting it. you. Why are you so angry all know. the time? I'm I'm really lightened up. I feel like I've turned a corner. <laughs> anyway, tell tell the rest of it. I, no, I, you go ahead. All right. So I set this alarm for four a.m. and uh, then went to. I got all the ice out of the freezer and two pitchers that they had there, and I filled them up with, so I made cold ice water and two big pitchers, and I walked over um, to him while he's sleeping, <laughs> and I woke him up, and I go, um, never fucking touch me again. And I, <laughs> I poured water all over his body and his sleeping and bag. And the bed, so and I the couldn't bed, go back so to sleep. So he just ruined the whole thing. And he's my buddy, and he just looked at me and goes, okay, you got me. Like, that was a good one. Like, uh, so. I'm not going to go up from there. That's it. That's Dude, it. your whole fucking, your whole look, your whole wife and family, it's just a disguise. <laughs> For this fucking. Yeah, you're Walter White. Yeah, he's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I God. I wouldn't think to do something like that, but then I just. Ah, I'm, not, go I'm, yeah, I'm not setting my fucking alarm. I'll get him someday, and then I won't. Yeah. No, I just feel like the. Op- I never let the opportunity pass. I had once with, with me and Jim Painter. Do you remember Jim Painter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, I don't think you know him. He's kind of crazy. But like, uh, we covered Bobby Lee's car in shit one day. Wait, uh, actual shit? Where did you yeah. get it? I shit, say into a, dog. I shit into a pink dot bag. And then Painter used, used like a top of a box as a spackle. <laughs> and went, <laughs> and it had, that's not the story. That's not the story. <laughs> that's not the part of it that he's, matters. He's just creating the setting. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Duncan was a talent coordinator. Duncan Trussell was a talent coordinator at the time. And just to fuck with Jim, he was like, hey, Mitzi Shore, the owner of the Commerce Store, found out about it. And she's really mad. She wants to know what happened. And she wants you to write an apology letter. And she never found out about it. But in his apology letter, it was, Ari would not let me leave. He forced me to put his shit on Bobby Lee's car and helped me with it, which I did not do. He did it all himself. And uh, just ratted me out. Completely ratted me out. Like he had no responsibility for yeah, it whatsoever. Yeah, but you had to shit in the bag, dude. I offered to help my friend who needed you some You know shit. what? I'll go with that. I'll okay. go with that. You're helping a friend. You're the hero in this. Yes. <laughs> but you completely... It doesn't matter. You don't rat somebody out. You don't rat... Some, no, it didn't go anywhere. But you don't rat somebody out to the owner. So I waited about a year. And then we went to La Jolla together to San Diego. And I made sure... It was like a Wednesday and Thursday night that the uh, employees could go up. And I made sure we were the last ones up on... On Thursday. And he's shitting in another bag. No. I just, me and Rick Ingram, I was like, hey, he got off stage, and then Jim went on. I was like, hey, Rick, we're le- I'm leaving, so you can come with me or you can stay right here. 
And he was like, what do you mean? Why are we leaving? I'm like, I'm leaving him here. He's not coming back with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I printed out the note, and I wrote rat on the outside, and I, and I gave it to the door guy, and I said, please hand this to Jim when he gets off. Uh, and then we were just gone. Okay, and then he gets off stage, and your phone starts... No, no cell phones. It was just waiting until we got back to the comedy store, hang out with Freddie Soto, we're all talking, and then the manager comes running out and goes, Hey, Ari, uh, where's Jim? Just got a call from the La Jolla Comedy Store. Like, oh, yeah, we left him there. <laughs> I was trying to get his wallet, too, so we'd have no way to get back, but I'll call it a failure. Jesus Christ. You don't rat somebody out. I don't understand. I'm trying to get into your guys' heads here. <laughs> the worst was when, do you remember when it, I, I had... Um, I had a Christmas party, and you came over, and then you were trying to tell me and Kevin Christie the signs for the FBI, FBI test, one of the questions for a sociopath. And, oh, yeah. uh, and then, so what is it? It's the funeral. And I answered it immediately. And I fucking felt so weird, like I'm wearing the glasses. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's me and Kevin Christie, and we oh, both yeah, what, got what the answer right away. All right, so the question is, so... Um, a girl goes to her sister's wedding, and she is having the time of her life. She meets the man of her dreams uh, at the wedding. It's sort of a Cinderella situation. He leaves, and a week's go- he, she doesn't know who the guy is. A week goes by, and uh, she ends up killing the sister. Why? Who ends up killing the sister? The girl that met the, the guy. You remember this? The girl that met the guy at the wedding ends up killing the bride from the week before. Why does she kill him? Because she wasn't raised right. And immediately I thought of, yeah, so she could go to the funeral uh, and see the guy at the funeral. Like, that's obviously why you'd do that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot about uh, that. Dude, my fucking blood turned cold when you said that. <laughs> Nobody got it. I kept asking this whole thing with the sociopath thing. That's right. I forgot wow. about that. Yeah. And I fucking just said, yeah, so she could go, go to the, the funeral. funeral. It just, it's an opportunity. Yeah, like literally you'd be that big of a psycho <laughs> that you'd, be, you'd l- use ending their life uh, yeah, who cares about a, as, life? as an opportunity to, to get to, in good. To get back with the guy that you met at the... Uh, but you also have to believe in love. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way that works. It's a sociopath with like really like romantic feelings. I, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, I, I kind of forgot. I think I blocked that out that you did that because I was starting this network with you. And I'm like, oh, I just got to kind of... You just made no the sense. 50 examples of I used vengeance to, I've already seen you take and now you... Um, the uh, aces on the sociopath. There was a test. book that just came out with my because I am half Mexican, half Sicilian. But on the Sicilian side, my uh, uh, uncle Bob Tarantino, who I told he wrote a book called Wharf Rat, and uh, I come from a long line of Sicilian like low-level mob enforcers, and that's what it is. I, I don't know if that's what it is, but I just... I think it is. The, just the way your voice went down when you were telling it. <laughs> it's like a pirate. <laughs> you come from my own. He starts... And then, Dude, if we ever have a falling out, I'm leaving this state. I'm fucking... <laughs> and I'm not going back to Never New York. Never going to I'm the nicest guy. Anybody who comes up and talks to me after the show, you'll see that I'm the nicest guy. But That's what you, everybody sl- says when the fucking guy's got the bodies in the basement. Yeah. He's yeah. a great guy. Hey, what, he used the garden hose? He's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> My kid's playing his 
front yard. <laughs> and then you see that face as you're coming with your fucking... So I told my Uncle Bob Tarantino where, um, and then this is a lot of us in, in the book, but I told him where I was performing at Cobb's Comedy Club, and uh, he goes, oh yeah, I used to control an alley right by there. Uh, and that's what it is. They, they, if there was ever a fight or anything like that, they called the Tarantino boys, and they all came with baseball bats and pipes and shit like that and beat the fuck out of people. And so what that, does that mean, I controlled an alley? So you know how like he had a little district, he had a bunch of alleyways and like all the business that came into that particular, all the shady business shit that came off boats oh, and everything yeah. like oh, that. What unloading was, was They done? were unloading, you know, all of the drugs and everything. I told him where I used to go to this bar, Columbus Cafe in North Beach in San Francisco, and he goes, yeah, there was about 25 pounds of coke going in and out of that place every single week and shit like that. And so they got a taste of everything that came in. We were at my eighth grade graduation party and my I did it with a couple of friends and this huge Yugoslavian guy walks in and I remember him looking at me and he goes, I gotta go. I got a problem with that Yugo. Like that and fucking just walks away. And <laughs> so um That line's gotta be in a movie. Yeah. That's just fucking yeah. Great. <laughs> Now, when they do the parody of the movie, making fun of it, they'll turn around and it's actually the car. Yeah, exactly. People don't remember the Yugo from the 80s? Sorry, I'm old. So I, I, I feel, I, and then he knows that I used to fire people for a living. So I have, uh, if you saw Up in the Air with George Clooney, I used to do that for my parents. They fired over a thousand people. I've been chased, and I've been in really crazy situations. His heart so. rate never raised. Never yeah, went no. Up and down, just it really it got like poker to, shot on it where yeah. it's just like, wow, he doesn't feel it at all. He just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, so what's going on with you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm looking at that me, guy. Fucking, he looks like me if I worried more. Uh, <laughs> he's like a cross between you and Louis Katz. It yeah, really is. Yeah. It's like I can't look away from him. Ari <laughs> <laughs> <R>. Katz. <laughs> How did you handle the? Hey guys, I'm here. Oh, okay. ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him out because we don't have that much time left. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for from the Pert cast, Pert Kreischer. Hey! All right. So happy to be here. <laughs> Take it in. Do we do our prizes first? Huh? Do yeah, what did, you, what did you bring? So, Get into it. So I gave two copies of my book, okay? You can auction on one and give it to your friend. Or, or... Have we it, introduced that we're actually auctioning shit off before he gets all going? Sorry. We, no, we have. I, I think I did, sort did of. Did we? Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of shit, yeah. and you can you can. And he's on got some shit. Stuff. Here it is. Go. Now, mine is, if you're an uh, aspiring uh, writer... I gave you the number to CAA <laughs> and to Paradigm. So if you want to get an agent, these are their numbers, and their numbers are hard to come by. So auction on this book. It's CAA. 212-27. Ooh, you got to buy the fucking book, bitches. <laughs> and then the other book is to give to your friends. All right, what were we talking about? He signed a best of luck Hannibal Burris. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about. Well, thanks for coming, man. I I, I feel like uh, you really had to fight. I thought you were going to be here at 7 and then you had to go do something else. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug Benson's a little bit of a prick. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm joking, everybody. God damn it. Don't blog about it. Um, No, I I did Doug Loves Movies and then I came running over here and I'm so happy to be here. I love this place. So, My daughters are into comic books so I go and get the Monster High shit when I'm here. 
I really like being here. Can we not be serious? What the fuck? <laughs> I was at Love Estate. I told me I put my shirt back on. Oh, really? Yeah, I was in the parking lot, just bronzing. Dude, you and I are shirtless brothers. <laughs> oh, I wish that could have like been that. acknowledged on a podcast. Yeah. That, <laughs> did, you, told, did you drive over here shirtless? In a fucking town car. I was going to say, you got to have the right car. <laughs> yeah. Like James Brown, get on up. I fucking rolled out of the UCB without a shirt on. And let me tell you something. I saw a hooked mustache do a double take. Like, hipster, hipster, what happened? Where's your fixie mic? Like, unrolled. and Unrolled? And rolled back up in surprise. He jumped up in his handcrafted Italian shoes, clip-clapped, and he went, what the fuck? And then I rolled out, and everyone at Birds was looking at me like, wait, what the fuck? Who is he? Because when you walk out shirtless, all they see are your tits. But then they're trying to figure out your face, but they're going, Danny McBride? No, no, no. <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking, yeah. So I, we, we promised we'd... That's a great sentence. He just yeah. goes, so I fucking, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That should be the name of your next special. <laughs> so I fucking, yeah. And then that shoe's shirtless. I don't need to explain this. Uh, this is Let's play What Is He On? What would you guess? <laughs> Let's play. Oh, oh, you want to hear a secret? <laughs> so I had to do a life insurance. I had to do a life insurance exam today on the phone. On the phone? <laughs> on the phone. Oh, I hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. Nah. Were you high while you talked to him on the phone? No, 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 no. shit. I was <laughs> Oh, yeah, I came from Benson. Oh, you were just Doug. I mean, it makes perfect sense. That's why in the beginning, when he, when he stopped being so serious, he was freaking out. He was, all, he was all fucking paranoid. Just fucking six seconds had passed, and he's like, uh oh. They're going to bring up my dad. I am sweating so bad. Oh, oh my God. Oh. I, can't I didn't know it was until you fucking you did that one laugh too long and it was too high. There's <laughs> 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 oh, a, a husband and that father, everybody. Rule. That's right. Oh. I bet he doesn't get the first flight out. <laughs> I won't be making that show in New York. Come Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday's canceled. Here's the deal. Um, no, the, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Well, you're telling uh, the story about the life insurance. I probably exam shouldn't. In that whole giggle fest, I was like, this may be a great idea. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get life insurance. Well, it should be a rule that you can never do Doug Loves movies before anything, anything. else. Yeah. Uh, because he tries to get you. Well, he does. He got you really fucking baked. They wanted. No, 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 no. No, I'm grown up. Uh, <laughs> That's good. That's good. You're right. You know what it does to you. <laughs> so funny because Ari is like my safe spot when it comes to weed I always go like because I don't know anything and if, if I, I ever want weed I go hey can you get me that really giggly stuff but then you go oh this is it but I don't know what I go hey do you guys know Ari when I go to the place <laughs> <laughs> and they're always yeah, like not, yeah <laughs> it's like whatever sure whatever yeah yeah here hey, when, you, when do you go back to, oh, I shouldn't do that up on stage <laughs> Just be like, when do you go back to New York Saturday are you really I'm there yeah. Sunday you want to hang out oh no um, on Saturday I leave for Joshua Tree for three days 
And then I go into New York from there. How long are you going to be? All right, we shouldn't do this. You're right. You're right. I really Listen, not, ladies and gentlemen, we, we have another show after us. And so we no, cancel it. Cancel it. We can't. we got to be respectful because uh, they're, sort of, they're very good friends of ours. I didn't know um, they were signed to auction off, but uh, Joey Diaz just gave me a hash pen. What's That's that? Joey Diaz it. just gave you what? A, a new hash pen. So. All right, so we're going to put Joey Diaz's gift of the hash pen uh, on there. Uh, all the other stuff. One more time for Burt Kreischer from the Burt Cast. Well, uh, listen to this podcast. Yep. Ari Shapir, Skeptic Tank. Christina, your mom's house. Come to Papa Tom Papa. Bill Burr. I'm Al Magical. Thank you very much for supporting All Things Comedy. You guys are great. I appreciate you coming out. Thanks for all the people watching on Tube Start. Take care. Thank you very much. You gotta do it. All Things Comedy or Die! (laughs) We need a slogan.